Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. You're listening to The Thinker Girls. All the things you're thinking, but not saying. Welcome to Thinker Girl, the podcast. You are joined by the Thinker Girl, Stacey June. And Christy Mercer. Welcome. Hello. Hi. If you haven't listened to us before, uh, we are talking thoughts you're thinking but not saying. And we're joined by Hot Seat Hottie each and every week. One of our absolute favourites is joining us today, sexologist Nikki Goldstein. Hello. Hi. Hey, Nikki. Hey, now we can call you a sexologist, but also a radio host. Yay! I'm taking doing two hats at the moment. How's it how's it going with the two hats? So you're doing just to fill everyone in, you're doing breakfast at B one oh five, which is the Brecky Show in Brisbane. Yes, so I kind of feel like I'm the sexologist who stepped onto a children's TV show. (laughs) (laughs) It's very different for me. Um, It's a lot of fun, but it's definitely a different job to being a sexologist and it's a real challenge to kind of censor yourself and not go, oh, I can't talk about this from 7.30 to 8.30. And I've never actually spoken to an audience that includes children. Kids so, in the car. Uh, yeah. Is that, do they yeah. say that to you? Kids in the yeah. back seat room. Mm. So it's really, um, it's different because I normally just, I only have to worry about adults and sometimes censoring that information and now I have to think about the consequences of what I say and what little ears are going to pick up on and what parents then have to explain to them about. So It's nuts. When yeah. a lady and a man love each other yeah. very much. <laughs> I always imagine. They feel like they want to act on them. I always yeah. imagine those stories, like those, uh, you know, um, where the birds and the bees come from. Mm. That book mm. involves a duck, so maybe that duck is Philip. Why is it involve a duck? I don't know. I just feel like they're sitting in the bath and there's like a duck in one of the books. Are you sexualizing your duck? <laughs> I'm not sexualizing Philip. That's for sure. Wow. <laughs> yeah, there's a book. There is a really well-known book of where do babies come from, and I think it's got a real got a prominent. Duck in duck in it yeah like a picture just like a little kids book because it's for kids yeah 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 um okay so if you haven't listened to our podcast before like we said welcome to the show uh we are radio chicks who dump our po- co-hosts oh god co-hosts. here we go <laughs> this is the time of day she it loses is. it she it loses is. it we're at the limit now um where we can chew the fat on this podcast of things we can't talk about on our shows uh so this is perfect you'll be able to get a few things out nikki um we do each bring a gem to the table let's do a really quick content uh, I've got this week, what do I have? I forget. Oh, yeah, being okay with people not liking you. That's a good one. There's something that happened on the weekend uh, that made me kind of bring it up and I thought, oh, okay, I'm, I'm really glad that I got there, but it took a bit of a road mm. to get there. Um, I want to talk about, speaking of things that we can't talk about on our um, breakfast radio slots, I want to talk about... Um, slot? The, the, the act word. of... Yeah, the involving slots, the act of um, <laughs> coming on your face. Whoa. Yeah, it's, it's probably the most... Like, we've spoken about some pretty out there stuff on the potty. Um, this would probably be right up there. It's up there. This, yep. this and anal sex. I'm not going right to say that we can't <laughs> top it, but it's up there. <laughs> Nikki, what about you? Well, I'm going to talk about the curse of the 30s because oh, yeah. I am slowly, well, slowly, very quickly approaching <laughs> my 29th birthday. 
Um, and I've just noticed a few different things that I thought we would have gotten over by now, but it seems that we're all still freaking out when we get to that number and it's impacting our romantic lives as well. Yeah, that's a yeah. good one. That's a good one. Uh, young mate, would we, we, let's get straight into it. <laughs> I'm, not really, I'm not really even sure. I had this written down in my book of like gems to talk about. I didn't actually then think about how I'm going to approach this. Um, I guess <laughs> coming coming on your face, oh, getting your face come on, I suppose, is the so, way that we're talking yes, about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I suppose can often be seen as a degrading thing, a degrading thing for women. I know that, and I've seen it in pornos and and that kind of thing. I. It's not something that I've ever really spoken about with friends, mm-hmm. ever spoken about with anybody, really. But it is—it's something that I have done before. Not being the comer, I have been the face <laughs> that has been come on, and it's just interesting. I don't know those um, those attitudes surrounding that particular act as part of sex, as it's it being very... something that girls don't want, or that the, it's like that degrading thing where a girl girl would never want that and it's all it's the guy's so decision. Pa- it's so power. And it's it also so feels, it does in some instances can feel, not aggressive, but it's, it look, it's a bit like a gun, like like something's <laughs> coming out, you know, like a bullet. Like, I don't know. I mean, I've got a bit of a chest policy, like, no, I, I don't, I I can't remember if I have, but I don't think I have. Mm. Um, and it's gone as far as my chest. My face has kind of been the off-limits part mm-hmm. for fun mm-hmm. games like that. Um, but I don't know. I think it varies with how comfortable you are and who you're with, I suppose. Nikki, as a sexologist, is this, I mean, this is something that that you've not dealt with on a personal level before. Well, what's but, your I mean, take what, on it? Yeah, what well, is your I possibly, take? I possibly have dealt with it on a personal level. Listen, mm. I think there's a real stigma around women saying that they enjoy it because these days it seems to be associated with a derogatory act in a porno. Yeah. That it's really that dominating act, I'm going to come on her face. I really think it originated from the fact that when you look at pornos, we like to see things visually. You know, that's the reason why pubic hair decided to go away because you want that shot where you can really see what's going in there. And I think mm-hmm. it's the same with with semen as well. Sometimes we actually want to see it because I think it's a real turn-on to go, oh, my God, my partner who I'm with at the moment created this and created it from being sexually stimulated with me. So mm. I don't think there's anything wrong with the presence of semen. And I think that act of having it on your face it's actually really intimate because I don't think you can get much more intimate than your face. Like I'm, I know a lot of people say when it comes to the art of you know, oral sex, it's sometimes that's more intimate than actually mm. penetration sex because our face is there. Yeah. So I think it's kind of the same thing when someone is coming on your face. It's a very Where, intimate act. Where's it going? I mean, what do you mean? Is it going in your mouth? Is it, is it in your eyes? I would imagine that would sting No, well, a you, can lot. Clo- you can close the eyes. and it Then t- you can't see it coming at you. And then you You're just, such a woman. You have to analyse it. Where is it going? <laughs> but doesn't it? Well, it's just like... Uh, you can the thing is, where you, you can can't really guide it, it you as well. It's going to go anywhere. You kind of can. You can kind of hold it. I would say probably the biggest surface area would be the cheek. 
Like if it's going to go anywhere, it's kind of going to go around that area, isn't it? I mean, yeah. you're not going to put it on the top of your head, are you, on your forehead? That in might your be hair. a bit weird. I've had come in the hair before. I yeah, can't I say that. Yeah, I think everybody has. They, I've yeah. had it in the eye before. It's, it is very Does it sting? Yes, yeah, see, it I thought sting. it just... I was, can I, I ask you a real... It'd be so, it'd can be so I, pick, like, thick and yeah. kind of um, like stingy, I would imagine. Real quick, quick question, um, Nikki, you'll be able to answer this. I heard a rumour when I was in high school that somebody said, the reason that when it hurts so much when you get cum in your eye is because the sperm are trying to penetrate your eyeball because they think it's an egg. <laughs> no. I've honestly gone through a whole life thinking that that's true. The sperm are not trying to penetrate your eyeball. Um, the reason that is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. So there's an acid in the semen that really stings like if you were putting acid on your eyes. So you do need to be careful that if you are going to experiment with this, that Try and stick away from the eyes if you can. Make goggles? Sure they are close. <laughs> Maybe goggles. Um, I'm not sure goggles are really going to What about aviators? Then you're a rock star. Like, come, come on, come on. No, You've got your sunglasses on. It's like the kinky librarian. The reading glasses on. Like, yeah, yeah, that would be better. Naughty secretary. But, but actually also working as a visor <laughs> for your eyeball. Exactly, exactly. So I think you just have to be careful and I think you've got to sort of communicate with your partner that if you really enjoy it, let them know, but let them know that why you enjoy it, that it's not maybe necessarily a derogatory thing or you enjoy having your partner have the power or you find it really sexy. But if you don't, I think don't be scared to, to stand up and say, it's mm. just not my thing. But mm. hey, make a suggestion for something else. So like you said, with the chest, you might say to your partner, hey, I'm not really so keen on the face, but you know what? I would love you to come on my chest. Mm-hmm. And you're kind of giving them something instead. And what guy's going to knock down coming on some girl's tits? Exactly. Yeah, this is true. Exactly. And I have a great set. So oh, it, you do. Yeah. I will attest to that. And so <laughs> it is a good It's a good alternative. But I tell you what, I don't know if I, for me personally, I kind of, like you said, Nikki, think about it the whole time. So I'm like, when's it going to happen? When's it going to happen? That, when's it going to happen? And I'm waiting and waiting. Not that you hook up with somebody and you go, I really want this, colour my face, let's try it. But I mean from a from a perspective of if you're with somebody that you love and you trust and they potentially want to try it, you might be more willing to than turning around and asking somebody yourself. Well, of course, but I'm not – just because I'm single doesn't mean I haven't been in those relationships also. Mm-hmm. So it's the same kind of scenario. But it, that doesn't change my point. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't no, change. I mean, if somebody is so keen on it that they're like, I would really, really love to, um, then that's going to, I don't know, be be a different response versus somebody that's not really phased and their partner's not really phased either. Mm. Mm. It's an interesting one. Um, but but uh, Nikki, you want to go? Yeah, okay. So this is, this is an interesting one that's going on in my personal life. Um, I'm finding that everyone seems to be getting engaged really quickly and people that are seen to be together for a long amount of time, you know, we're talking over five years, are popping up engaged. And I started thinking to myself, why now? And I realised that these people are, most of them are a similar age to me. And then I went, oh, hang on a minute, I'm 29 nearly. So I started thinking about this whole idea that the 30s are still really impacting us. And some of the best advice I've ever given by a friend of my mother's, she said to me, you are not to get married till you're 32. 
Mm. I'm thinking, 32, why is that? She said, well, I kind of feel like women freak out before they get to 30. Sometimes they choose a partner based on timing rather than if they really want to be with them. Mm -hmm. And she said, I just feel like you need to get over that you know, hump of the 30s. And when you're 32, you know more about what you want out of life and what you want out of a partner. Mm. So I'm just kind of really still curious. And in this day and age when we're looking at, um, you know, women having longer single lives and having babies later, we've got Sonia Kruger who's having a baby at 49. Mm. You can adopt, you can go through surrogacy, we're healthier. Why is it that we still freak out about the number 30? And why is it that we still think, women are over the hill once they reach 30. It's so bad. And, I mean, I all I can talk about is how relieved I was to be turning 30. I always get a bit emotional about this because of how proud I was of who I was. Mm. And so it wasn't an issue. It was like a massive party because of a very big amount of things I changed before I got there that made me go, I've, I'm exactly the place I need to be and I've never been happier. And this actually is a birthday of one year, not 20 years. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm. it's almost like that birthday has a 20-year connotation. So you're not turning one year older. You're turning 20 years older sometimes to people. Yeah. And it needs to take on all of this other, the next two decades of adult life in those five years from 28 to about 33. Mm. You've got to be able to be an adult really quickly yeah. around that time because for some reason that mark at 30 represents all this stuff. And I just know that it was coming to that point and I was all, almost going to be... I was going to almost be um, a person that was going to fall f under that a bit. Mm -hmm. And so I, when I turned 30, it was like, it was actually the best night of my life, my 30th birthday. Mm -hmm. It was so That's great. Sorry to know. <laughs> yeah. And so, I, you know, you can, you, there are people that are totally still doing it and I'm definitely the minority, but I don't reckon there'd be many people that would have said that sentence 10 years ago. Do you think it's because you are so comfortable in yourself and the person that you are at, you know, at that point where you did turn 30, do you think that's why people freak out so much? And maybe that is the reason because... They lock it down instead of taking the They lock decisions. it down, yeah. yeah. And maybe they're not happy with who they are and then maybe they're not happy with the space that they're in, but for some reason this 30, this number thing... That's what makes them realise it. Like, mm. they, you know what I mean? They haven't been happy with who they are or where they're at for the last couple it's of sold. years. I think, I think, Nikki, did I tell you about this last time, this Saturn re Saturn's return thing when you're 28? What is and it? And it's yeah, essentially, Nikki. yeah, Saturn. Did you look it up? No, I haven't, got but to. I remember you telling me Yeah, you've got to. Um, it basically means that Saturn comes back into your birth. It's apparently your birth, kind of the place where, you know, all the planets, if you believe in astrology, it comes back to where you originally were, where the same planet was when you were born. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like a rebirth. It happens pretty much every 28, you know, roughly. It could be around 26, 27, 28. It can go until you're about 30. Mm -hmm. And people make big decisions based on it because it's like a rebirth. So you either lock it down because you think that, you know, there's things that are are good or you change and I think for some people even though they may do the marriage thing and do stuff that they do traditionally it may be a time where people are feeling to make decisions but it may not be a rush thing it may just be a thing that's they're saying I am ready and I am okay but um there's something in me that's saying I need to make the decision now have you and it's around at around about that time yeah 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 so it just happens to be around the 30 mark ah. yeah I would I would say that this point in my life is a really um it's a real soul-searching kind of time because you are sitting with that point where it's not like you're just starting out in life and just starting out in a career. You know, most people by this day. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? 
Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Which knows somewhat what they want to be doing, but you're also at that crossroads where you have a lot of friends who are doing the get married, have babies thing. And as a woman who still wants it in her life but isn't ready for it yet and still wants to have the career, you have to make some interesting decisions and you have to really settle with those decisions. And you have to be comfortable with the fact that, you know what, I don't have kids and I don't have a husband at the moment and I love my friends that do, but you do have to really look at the difference between those two lives and feel comfortable with it. I don't want to feel guilty or bad because I don't. It's my choice Mm. to be at the point that I am right now. So. I think one thing that plays a really big part in that as well is the people you choose to have in your life. Yeah, that's Because yeah. I actually have a lot of people that are married um, and in relationships. One of my, you know, a couple of my friends have kids and never, ever do I feel like that. You know, I never, ever feel like I'm on the outer. Never, ever do I feel like I've gone against the grain or I'm missing out on anything. Like, I think they almost all know and respect that it will happen in my time. And, and I'm lucky. I think I've worked really hard to have good people surrounding you. So then I think sometimes even if they've chosen to go a more traditional path for whatever reason they would like, it's the right thing for them, all of that kind of stuff, they're also great people that don't ever make you feel like you're doing anything that different. It's just a, it's just different paths. Nikki, do you kind of feel that although there are a lot of people around you that you love and are really good friends with and stuff are getting hitched or getting engaged or kind of thinking about that next stage of their life, I mean, is that... Is that, oh, God, I better hurry up and find somebody pressure coming from them or is that just coming from you personally? Like, is there any pressure? I I don't think it's coming from them. I Mm. think sometimes you start to feel like the last one standing. But at the same time, one of the interesting things that happens for me, and this actually happened last year when I went to my 10-year high school reunion, is you kind of sometimes expect when you go as a single girl that everyone's, you know, and thanks to Facebook, we know who's married and engaged Mm -hmm. and who has babies, that they're going to be like, oh, you know, well, look at what we're doing and why aren't you married? And instead it was the other way around and all these friends of mine were engaged, were married, did have young kids, and they're going, oh, my God, we're so envious of what you're doing and, oh, my God, how fabulous is your life and we wish you were doing what you were doing and you start to realize hang on a minute you know what you're doing in your life is pretty goddamn cool right now and I'm very fortunate to be able to be doing it 
Um, so I think it's it's a really a big case of FOMO for everyone. Those yeah, who yeah, settle down so with kids, uh, I hate their that. Friends who are still single and the friends totally. who are still single and going out and party. And I hate that. I hate that you get kids. that you get cast with that single thing. Like exactly. you know, like you don't want to have kids, or you or you might not. And again, I'm lucky my mates don't do this to me because mm-hmm. like I've got I've got good people surrounding me. But there are people that are like, you know, oh you you know you don't want to be dealing with these. I'll get rid of them or kids. And actually, if you really know me. I am such a kids person. If there's any friend or any person in the room that's going to love your kids, it's going to be me more than the person that probably has them. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And you get cast with that judgment a little bit some, from some people. Yeah, I find some of my girl, one of my best friends actually pushes me to like, you know, she wants me to have a partner or that because I think she just have high dreams about us being able to double date mm. and have kids <laughs> and send them off together. But I spend a lot of time with her and her kids and I'm a big part in their life. But I think the key is in all of this is to be happy with where you are in life and appreciate what you've got right now because everybody wishes that away and envies something it's true. else. It's so true. We're all envying each other's lives. It's like if we just stopped still and went, hey, how lucky am I to be doing this? How lucky am I to be doing this in my life and enjoy our own lives? We may not have this constant disappointment that seems to follow us through every stage and every year. Yeah, and everything ends too, you know, like every stage ends. The single bit will end at one point, you know, like those kinds of things I think all the time. I am going to be the majority of my life, I'll be in a relationship. Mm. This is just one bit. So you might as well just love it. Like there's no point wishing, yeah, that you were somewhere else. But, you know, it does have to be said that when you do get to this age, you are constantly going to a reminder every week Weekend, you're paying money to go because you're buying people gifts yeah. and you're celebrating love, it, there is also days that can be a bit tough. Yeah, but yeah. I think what I think what you what you said, Stace, earlier was that if you can be around and surround yourself yeah. with people that although they so are important. yes in a very different place to you, they're never making you feel like they're at ease. So important. You know? So important. Mm-hmm. I think that's half the reason that I feel so fine about it. Because if I if I didn't, then I reckon it would be a different story. Mm. Um, I want to talk about it's a really tricky one, and I do feel like this is a little bit harder for women to deal with. But getting to a point where you're okay with people not liking you. Now, I'm not 100 percent sure if it. I don't think it necessarily just works for our jobs, but our jobs in particular. <laughs> um, and I it depends. I suppose what kind of character you are in the media, and mine is definitely can be polar. Um, where you either agree or disagree with me. And so from a very early stage of my career on air, I did have to come to terms with the fact that if I was going to be in this industry and last, I'm going to have to be really okay with people not liking me. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I got okay pretty quickly. You know, I thought about it. You know when I realised when mm-hmm. I learned mm-hmm. was I was watching Oprah and I was obsessed. <laughs> of course you were. Yeah, everyone Oprah. has an opinion. I was, yes, I was yeah, obsessed yeah, yeah. with the behind the scenes, the making of the last season. So you watch the producers put the stories together. They go pitch them to her. They work. They have stresses out with the guests. It was the best ever. And because I love all of that stuff. Was this a series? Loved, so yeah. It was, oh. it was like a full series. So you oh, watched cool. how the TV worked and I just, it, I actually was like, turn my phone off. That was the only time. The last thing I probably ever watched where I was like, 
I can't actually absorb this quick enough. Mm-hmm. And there was a moment where they would go in to meet her and she wasn't always that nice, you know. Like, Oprah? Yeah, she wasn't this warm. She was business, you know. She was kind of like, well, what does that mean and who have we got him locked in? And just shot questions because in seven minutes she's got to go somewhere else. Like she's that full on. And I went, yeah. Yeah, I I want to be open. No, I went, <laughs> but I I kind of understood that you know she has this life and that people respect her, but they don't always have to necessarily like her as a woman. You don't always have to be the warm one looking after everybody. Mm. And and I think that we had a, a, a we have a, a mutual friend that um, that you know has dealt with this in the last couple of weeks. There's some stories that has come out of you know a few people just saying some things about her, and I think one of the biggest res- you know the 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 kind of awareness she got from it was not so much the things they were saying, but having understanding that this is the path that she needs to take on of finding a way to cope with people not being a fan of her or, or not liking who she is, what she stands for, how she does it, and that being okay. And even though it is, and it seems sometimes like more amplified, the fact that we we do work in that arena and working in media, I suppose, you do feel that more so, but I mean... It's same for everybody. But it yeah, is. Yeah, it's yeah. the bloody same for everybody. You know, you're never going to be everybody's cup of tea. Mm. And and you can't. And you, ca- you actually cannot no. be. Like, you cannot be everybody. You could be the nicest person in the world and some fuckwit will still have something to say negatively about it to try to bring you down. So I just don't think, why, why try? Yeah, because you'll never win. No. And this is something I'm still getting used to. And I must admit, as... As Dr. Nikki, I'm better at it than just normal Nikki because yeah. I've, I've accepted the fact that my career can push people's buttons a little bit because obviously being a sexologist, they're going to think various things about me. Um, they're going to give me a hard time on my personal life. They're also going to be against some of the things I say, mm-hmm. and I'm cool with that. The harder thing is is that when you as a person steps out, like in radio, and thank goodness the only criticism I've been able to find is someone told me I sounded like I was taking a bitch pill in the morning, um, <laughs> which is fine. But it is difficult to swallow the idea of coming out and being true to yourself and not worrying when somebody has something to say. And I think I, I've really cracked before when I've had people comment on my appearance and I can be the most self-confident person. I've posed naked for breast cancer and had photos everywhere. But then at the same time, that same that same person can have a comment made in a YouTube video and be brought to tears. So I'm still, I'm very honest with the fact that I'm human and I bleed and you know, I'm getting better at it, but I'm not going to hide the fact it still does hurt when people make comments about you and when people tweet things to you and call you names. And mm-hmm. I think people need to understand that people who work in media, who put themselves out there, are just like everyone else. And I don't, I don't know that you. I don't think you could be. You could honestly be the most self-confident, happiest person in yourself. Be so strong in your own opinions and know exactly who the fuck you are, and really not give a shit about what anybody else has to say. I think there are still some, sometimes, some instances where things will get to you. Mm, and I yeah. think it's it's a matter of being like, okay, that's gotten to me, and then it's a matter of stepping out of that. Mm. I, I really, I really do believe that it doesn't matter how strong a person 
person you are and how much you know yourself, there will still be those little moments. I'm not saying everything will affect you, but I'm also not saying that nothing will. I think there are, for whatever reason, you might have just been having a shitty day or it might just be one comment, one comment in particular. It's funny what sometimes what gets to you and what doesn't. Yeah, I mean, for me, it would more likely be something so ridiculously irrelevant mm. and that would be completely from my own mood, I would imagine, more so than anything. That's And that's the hilarious thing. Someone could say, you are a monster, you know, and go ridiculous yeah. and then one day someone says, I don't like those shoes. And it gets to you. <laughs> you know, you don't, I mean. you, you don't know. Why you break on those days because... You know, when you look at sometimes if you can be the same person and it's a comment on your shoes versus something else more personal that really tips you over the edge, I always think it's an indication. It's like, what else is going on in your life? Well, I think it's, I mean, I think it may be not that it's about the person then. Do you know what I mean? It's like about where you're at with your day and what's going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it might not even be about the comment. No, of course not. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's hilarious because I think if anything, like you said, there's Mm. always going to be things that make you crack. Mm. And mine would generally probably be more ludicrous things that Mm. would, you know, be because I have dropped the ball with sleep hours or meditation or, you know, just PMS. You don't fucking know. It could be a thousand things. Oh, my God. P.S. On PMS, before we go, do you guys take Primrose... Primrose vitamins? No, I don't take the contraceptive pill, and I believe that that is done amazing wonders for PMS and period. It's a risk. (laughs) But I I made the decision probably maybe two years ago now to go off the pill, and I find my periods are better. I find I am a lot more hornier. Mm -hmm. Um, I can literally pick in my body when I'm ovulating and when I am watch out because I would hump a fence so I just I find that I don't have with an artificial um, hormone in your body sometimes it doesn't agree with some people well I'm not I'm not on the pill I'm not on the pill either no no I haven't been for a long time they get affected by PMS Um, and I don't I just maybe (laughs) I get emotional that's my biggest thing everything Mm -hmm. becomes a little bit bigger Um, but I started taking this primrose um, just it's like a primrose oil or a tablet it's like it's like a tablet but the oil the the capsule ones or whatever they are like they're soft and she said just take it the week before your period and I did, and I can't believe how much it's helped. Really? Yeah. Fantastic. I just feel it's. I just thought I'd mention that because if well, you are feeling like you're not on any of the contraception, because Nikki's right, that could be a very big factor. Yeah. But if you're not, and you have just basic old PMS, this is particularly good for women. Apparently, well, I I'll wait till the old period come back. So yeah, then see how it. I go. Okay, that's it. We're done. <laughs> we are done. Before we start having a chat about how regular we are. Um, <laughs> uh, thank you so much, Nikki. You're always on my favourite apps. Like I absolutely love chewing the fat with you. Oh, and it's lovely talking to you guys, especially now that I can say the word penis, vagina, and Santa Claus isn't true. Go oh, <laughs> for your life. That. Even that sounded full on for us, and oh, we no. do everything, <laughs> anal, the rest. Santa Claus, don't bring him into it. <laughs> penis, penis. Is it anyone? If you do want to listen to any of other Nikki shows she's done with us or any of our other podcasts, do head to iTunes and subscribe, please. Uh, like we do say all the time, um, the best thing you can do for us is we are kind of launch 
launching our brand and getting out there next year is going to be a really big year for us and obviously those of you that have been with us from the beginning uh, we're so grateful but any th the thing you can do is to share it mm. so either subscribe um, and rate it on iTunes or just tweet it and just let people know that you're listening because that um, that helps get amongst it yeah thanks guys thanks Mickey thanks for having me and you can find us at www.facebook.com forward slash the thinker girls till next time bye see ya were you eavesdropping on this conversation? Follow the Thinker Girls at facebook.com forward slash thinkergirls or thinkergirltv on Twitter. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.